the feeling that left in me, I felt a little traumatized because do we have the plague? Like, why are you running away from us? Like, you can't even acknowledge us or say, oh, sorry, we got to go. You know, it, it just was shocking to me and it was very lonely. Welcome to the Unforgotten Families podcast, an action-oriented community of hope, inclusivity, and compassion for all medically fragile families. This podcast was created to spread awareness, share solutions, and advocate for the needs of these resilient individuals. It's our hope that the information and stories we share will inspire and empower you to join us in advocating for these families and help to ensure that they are never forgotten. Hello, Tough Advocates. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unforgotten Families podcast. We're excited for this episode because today we have Autumn Cullen on the podcast. And when we at Tough first heard Autumn and her family story, we were completely awe-inspired. Some of us were definitely in tears, so we knew we needed to have her on the podcast. Autumn is a single mother of five beautiful children, four boys and her daughter Story Grace, who is legally blind and deaf and is unable to eat by mouth. This amazing mother is also the founder of Whole Story Meals, which are internal feeding meals that are made from 100% real food, and this was made from necessity, which Autumn will share later about in the episode. And since this is Feeding Tube Awareness Week, we thought there was no better person to have on the podcast than Autumn. We really hope you enjoy. So Autumn, it has been about a month since I've seen you. It was 2021 when we spoke last and it's 2022. So I just wanted yeah. to see like, what's alive for you and your family right now? What's going on? Oh yeah. Well, it's busy. Of course, the new year, thinking about goals and plans and for the family and my company and all that we've got going on. So that's always exciting. I love that time of year. It feels like fresh and new. I saw the other day, someone was like, January is the Monday of months. <laughs> and I happen to love Monday though. <laughs> Same Z's. I mean, I, I guess it's do. however you look at it, right? I do. I get to start working and I, you know, it's always like I take a break from my workout on Sunday. So I get to start on Monday. And so it's just like starting fresh and new. I love it. Well, I just want to first tell you that we at Tough first heard of your story through a video. And um, it was a video of you and your family hiking, which I would love to get into. And you just all inspired us. Some of us were crying that watched mm -hmm. it. And yeah, and you know, it is Feeding Tube Awareness Week today, this week. We thought there was not a better person to have on the podcast than you. So thank you for joining us today. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is really um, an important subject, in my opinion. And I'm really excited to be here and talk about it with you. I'd love to just start 
by, you know, tell a little bit about your family. And then also if you can share about Story Grace, your daughter. Sure, definitely. Well, I am a single mama with five children. I have four boys within four years, including a set of twins. So it's totally crazy town. And then my youngest is Story Grace, my only girl. And Story Grace was born severely disabled. Um, She is legally blind. She's hard of hearing. She doesn't walk or talk or eat by mouth. She has, you know, brain malformations and kidney disease and osteoporosis. She's got a lot going on, which is not uncommon with kiddos similar to her kind of have all kinds of issues, but she's very sweet and happy and she loves to laugh and she loves her brothers and her kitty cat, Maggie Moo, who she terrorizes. And thankfully the cat is an angel and just adores her and puts up with her biting her tail. So Story Grace is, you know, very special, very unique little girl. And it's actually been a lot of fun, like getting to know her and having her and seeing the boys love her and care for her as well. It's so cool that she has four big brothers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it looks like you have such a beautiful little family. And I I can only say that because I saw that video, right? The video of you guys hiking. Can you kind of share a little bit about how hiking has been a big impact to you and your family and how it came about and the backstory there? Yeah, absolutely. Once it's not uncommon, special needs families um, split. It's probably, I think it's like 85% the number that divorce. So we were going through a divorce and I'm just lost, right? Wondering, you know, I have a one-year-old that I'm still learning her diagnosis, right? And she's, was three pounds when she was born. And I was told she'd only live to be a year or two. And I'm trying to manage that. I was a stay at home mom. You know, how am I going to provide for my family? Just, you know, going through so much. And so I was struggling. And then I had a friend, we went for a little tiny hike and they were talking about backpacking and all these things. And I was like, Oh, I had always said like, I would never back back. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, cause I always, we packed horses into the back country. Um, when I was a kid, and I was like, but I don't have horses and I know how to camp and I know how to do the wilderness thing. I, I got that. I know I can do that. And okay, fine. If I have to, I can pack a load on my back and do that. And so I just kind of started like hiking. I loved that. I was like, okay, this is different. I'm really enjoying that. I took the kids camping, car camping, and they loved that. We enjoyed that. I'm like doing little baby steps here, right? (laughs) Like, is this going to be something we could do as a family? And I was wanting to go backpacking, but, you know, I wasn't quite sure how that would work, you know, having three grace and carrying her and gear and stuff. But we made it work backpacking and it was absolutely just wonderful. It's a great experience for us all. It's something um, we hadn't been doing. It was new for all of us. And being out in the wilderness in the back country was just really refreshing. I always say like when I'm in, when I'm in the back country, I feel like, you know, I can feel like God saying, I love you. You know, it's just so wonderful and so you just so calming and peaceful 
I started doing that and um, the children enjoyed it and it was a great outlet for us. And it really started changing the course of our lives. Like it really did. Not only was it peaceful and calming and an outlet to get the energy out for the kiddos, but um, it also led to me starting a career just from taking my children backpacking. So beautiful. And I just want to acknowledge you because I could picture two parents going on a backpacking trip or even a camping trip with five kids and that being like someone being like, wow, you're a rock star. Um, and now we're, we're saying you're going to do this on your own and you have a child who's deaf, blind and needs to be um, and can't move. And, and I just want to acknowledge you for your bravery to just say, I'm going to do this and also just being a rock star. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, it was, it was fun. It helps kind of build me up, you know, because I was discouraged and I was struggling. And so that did help me, right? Like, okay, I'm getting out here. I don't see anyone else out here with five children. I don't see anyone out here with a disabled child. I don't see anyone taking children out here alone for the most part. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm making it happen. So that really was nice. And, and it was so beneficial and I'm glad I did it. it. Even on the trail, I had so many people stop me, like almost everyone <laughs> on the trail that we would meet would stop and say something kind. And it, it meant a lot. Beautiful. I would also just like to, I, I'm just thinking about this now, like what does this do for maybe like the older brothers or even the younger brothers? Like what, what did, what have you seen transform in them through this process? I picture them having this little sister and, you know, mom's going on this hike with all of us. Like how have the brothers transformed from it? One of the things that I love about camping and getting out is it really teaches a lot of independence and self-reliance. And I think that's very important. That's something that my dad focused on teaching me. And I believe in teaching my children because that's our whole goal is like to get them to grow up and be able to live on their own and support themselves. And that takes it a little bit to the extreme. Like, okay, we have to really process where are we getting water? Cause we're not carrying a bunch of water, right? You have to Okay, what are what's important? Okay, you need water, you need food, you need shelter. Okay, let's go through this. And so that's something that um, my boys are independent and they think about these things. And always they're very thoughtful for Story Grace. They just really like want to take care of her and they help feed her. They do all the things. They're um, they're pretty amazing. That's beautiful. And so through this traveling and camping is birthed what you were referring to as the starting of whole story meals and can you share a little bit about how that came through and and what about whole story meals uh, makes it different than you know what you might find on a grocery store shelf part of that process of going backpacking was well i'm taking story grace that doesn't eat by mouth so it's not like she can eat our regular food and so I don't feed her the typical commercial formulas just because they have so much sugar in them, a lot of you know ingredients that we wouldn't feed her. And so I was making all her food at home. I would you know cook the rice, um, bake the sweet potato, you know, doing all the things, right? 
pick some meat and you put it in a blender, blend it and um, put it through the feeding pump. So the problem is liquid is extremely heavy to carry and I'm already carrying her and all of her gear and my gear and the gear for the children, like as far as the food and things like that. And so I was already doing that. And then the other thing was that it needed to be refrigerated and there was no refrigeration in the back country, right? I thought, well, you know, I'm just, I'll just find a powdered meal replacement out there and I'll, I'll feed her that, you know, that, that it's a, that'll work. That'll totally work. Man, I searched high and low for something that's an actual meal replacement. And you just would be shocked. Like when you really start digging into and looking at these things, they're really not, you know, it's like all oatmeal and like (laughs) two peas. Right. So I just realized, okay, she can't, this can't be a meal for her. This is not. And then I was like, well, I'll just make her own. Like I'll make something for her. I'll, I'll create something. And, and then as we're out there, you know, we're backpacking and I'm using this powdered meal and realizing there's a lot of other families out there that might like to go camping or backpacking or just have the freedom of a powder and, and real food. I decided pretty quickly that I was going to start a company so that I could share that others, others could benefit. That's how that idea came to be. And I probably didn't tell anyone for a year and a half. A few people knew that I was working on it and I kept it pretty quiet and just kind of worked on it. And then it's been a wild, amazing ride after that. And so the things that make whole story meals different are unique is one, it's real food. Typically commercial formulas for to fed people, enteral nutrition is what it's called. Typically enteral nutrition is 55% sugar. Okay. So your ingredients are water, maltodextrin, which is corn syrup, protein powder, more sugar, oils, and then they add a multivitamin. That's not really the way we're taught to eat. Even the World Health Organization recommends that we have a diet of less than 10% sugar with less than 5% being optimal. So when you think about that, and then you hear 55% sugar, and then you think that kiddos and adults that are struggling to survive with all these issues similar to Story Grace, and this is what we're feeding them, they need the best we have to offer, right? We don't want to give them our worst diet. We want to give them our best diet. I'm trying to understand the thought process of giving someone that's fighting cancer (laughs) this, you know, formula of 55% sugar, you know, it's super concerning. That's why our food is a hundred percent real food and we don't add any sugar. Something else that is important is that we do a cold process. It's the only internutrition that has a cold process. And what that means is we pick our fruits and vegetables are raw and then they are freeze dried. And so that retains as much nutrition as absolutely possible. We really want to protect those enzymes that are in there um, so that kids like Story Grace can get everything that they need. And then, of course, it's a powder, which I absolutely love because it's one lightweight for backpacking and two, it's very flexible as in 
you can have it one calorie per milliliter or 1.7 calories per milliliter. You can kind of play with it and make it thinner and thicker to meet the needs of your tube fed loved one. So that's something that's really handy about having a powder. I'm really proud of, you know, whole story meals and what we've done and what we have coming up. That is such an awesome story. And I, one thing I, I think about too, while you're sharing this is, you know, there was this whisper at some point that you were supposed to create this product. Like you, you were like, man, someone else. And then I acknowledge you for taking action on it and starting it. And, and one thing I think about when you do those things is when you get the reflection, the moments after it's created that someone says something and you're like, wow, I'm so glad I made this. Can you share like a moment that you've had since you've started where like you were just like, wow, this is definitely proof that I was supposed to create this product. You know, in the beginning, I, you know, I told a few people about it and you have to be careful with who you tell things like this to these, your fragile ideas, right? Well-meaning people I cared about were just kind of like, uh, that's, enteral nutrition you mean like a doctor's going to write a prescription for it and insurance is going to pay for it and you think you're going to do this <laughs> you're a mom autumn right like no so i just think you know i have those moments in my head where and and i don't i understand like we all kind of do that like well that's a big task you've got in front of you but that just makes it that much sweeter when like an, a moment i had recently was we just launched the only real food renal support formula. Doing that, it just makes me so, like, I'm so happy because just thinking about, like, there's all these people that have been struggling and it's almost impossible to eat the way they want you to eat for chronic kidney disease. I've got a, a great friend, an elderly lady. She's over here every Sunday for Sunday dinner. And I'm like, this could help her. Like this could actually really help her. And I'm so excited. It like gives me chills. And it's just that moment of like, I'm, I'm helping making a change for people. And I did, I wanted to do this and I did. And it, it feels amazing. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's just so cool to think about that. It's like, if this product wasn't created, it literally wouldn't, you wouldn't have had this gift to share with this friend. You know, it is Feeding Tube Awareness Week. And like I said, I thought there'd be never not a better person to bring on than you. And that's because you have a daughter who, you know, has a feeding tube and you have a business that, you know, revolves around it. Can you kind of share like in the idea of awareness, what obstacles have you and Story Grace overcome when it comes to feeding tubes and, and a life with it? Well, I try to ignore the obstacle and just go right over. I'm obviously going backtracking because that's most people would say you can't do that. I've just chosen to find a way, just make it happen. I remember when she was young, we've had, you know, like little kids will come up and ask questions. I don't know. I think I'm a little different than most folks. I like always welcome them. And I want to educate and share like I didn't even know what a feeding tube was really beforehand like I didn't know so I don't expect anyone else to know and I'm happy to share my child I'm happy that someone is willing to notice my daughter and give her some attention and I appreciate that because now when you know she's seven now she's kind of all on her own right and so when someone comes up to us and is like oh what is that I'm so happy to engage them and share her story 
and talk about her feeding tube. And so, but we've had some times where I remember a little girl came up to us and she was kind of asking her some questions and her mom just was so kind of like caught off guard, right? And like just hastily pulled her away and they just kind of like left, right? She didn't say anything. She just like bolted. The feeling that left in me, I felt a little traumatized because do we have the plague? Like, why are you running away from us? Like, you can't even acknowledge us or say, oh, sorry, we got to go. You know, it, it just was shocking to me. And it was very lonely, you know, as far as, okay, that maybe, maybe we're weird. What's happening? Felt a little, a little off. So that, that was hard. And then there's this little kiddo at karate. I don't know. He was maybe 10 and the story grace was, I don't know, two. And he was going down. He's like, can she see what, what's, what's going on with her eyes? Can she see? And then like, well, she is legally blind, but you know, technically can she, she can see it's just her brain doesn't process things. Okay. Um, then he asked something else, like another question, can she hear, you know, no, she can't hear, you know, and then she's, she's weird. He's like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not like that. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what is that? I'm like, that's her feeding tube. This is how she eats. Like, let me show you. And I showed it to him. And oh, man, this is, I'm so glad she's weird. I'm so glad I'm not like her. And I'm like, yeah, like God made you strong and capable, right? Like you're, you're able-bodied. You're here. Like, and I didn't say this, but in my head, and I should have, you're here to protect right? Children like her, like that's your job, right? And as we continue to chat and share, even though as a mom, it's hurting my heart, right? To sit here and have someone tell me my child's weird and they're glad they're not like her and all these things. It's, it's like, it's crushing me. And Kippy, my little, my son, my second born was getting angry, right? He's, he's gonna, he's gonna get the fists out and start, getting this boy. And I'm like, no, Kippy, it's okay. And the more we talked though, the kiddo, he started like, okay. I'm like, look, look, she's smiling. She's so happy that you're here. She loves you. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And he kind of like relaxed. And then as we went on, he was just kind of like, okay, bye story, Grace. And he totally switched. Like you just turned on a light. And what I, what that means to me, what that says to me, instead of like being so angry with the people that tell us we're weird or show us how different we are, it might, they might just need a minute, you know, to get to know us. I feel like we took someone, a little kiddo, he didn't understand, right? He didn't know what was happening. So we took this moment and explained to him all the things that were going in on with story grace educated him gave him a little something to a reason to care about her oh she smiled at you she you know she needs you she loves you she's excited to see you we turned him from someone that might be ornery to to fed people or someone with disabilities and afraid a lot of it i could tell it was a little bit of fear like i don't understand what's happening like why is she like this what is this what is this tubing going into her stomach? You know, it's odd. You know, I understand that. So we took this kiddo 
And I felt like we had that opportunity to switch. And now he's like kind and compassionate and a little more understanding of people with disabilities. Now that doesn't mean it's easy on a mama's heart to do that, right? I think it's worth it. And I think it's so valuable. And I went home and I had my little cry, but I'm still very proud of that moment. And the the other moments I've had of in a hard moment, being strong and sharing with him and hopefully changing a life. Right. And so I think that's been something that's really important. And I've tried to teach my children the same thing. We want to share. That's more important to me than choosing to like focus on my, my hurt feelings of a child. He's just a child, right? I'm someone that loves to teach people and share and help just because I know how ignorant I was. I was so ignorant before. Like I just didn't know. And it wouldn't be out of honoriness that I would ask a stupid question. It's just because I didn't know. Right. And so I try to assume that for others. Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful story. And I feel like it's very relevant to the world and in, in, in so many places, but definitely here. Um, it makes me think, I think it's a Walt Whitman quote and it says, get curious, not judgmental, which in a way that kid was being curious off the bat. And then you guys were being curious with how he was really interacting, which shifted it, right? Like he, you weren't judgmental towards him, which created this and, and it's beautiful to think about that that kid now gets to go somewhere new and maybe he can be an advocate or be like your like you guys were next time he is in a place like that. So that's that's awesome and beautiful. So thank you for sharing that story. Of course. Yeah, no, it's a special moment. One one thing that I wanted to dive in with you a little bit is raising children in general is I know a, a difficult task especially five and and you know add single mom and then we add that story grace has a lot of care that she needs you told me that you don't have nursing right now like so like what does that look like what is that for someone that's listening like what does it look like trying to raise five kids and run a business and have a life when that's happening okay well (laughs) am i supposed to cry or not cry oh man it's like um it's tough i'm parenting in general i think is just very difficult. Then trying to run a business and have a special needs child that is full care, right? I Story Grace eats probably like five to six times a day, just depending on the day and the time she gets up. So that process, the pump is running for 30 minutes right there. And then you're getting ready and taking it apart or, you know, you know, unhooking it. And so it, it, it all takes time I've talked to some other moms who have said I feel like you have PTSD from the beeping of the feeding pump because it beeps so much and you hear like I'll go to Target and I'll hear beeping in my head it's like okay the pump is going off again so um just having something that's that consistently making demands of you, right? That that little feeding pump, I feel like I'm feeding the feeding pump constantly. And so it might sound minor, but it can slowly like wear away at you, you know, something so consistent. And it's like, if you start it and it like story grace, like we'll move it. And so then it'll get a kink 
and then it'll start beeping. Then she moves it again and it's got air in it. There's all these little things that can happen and make it alarm. That little thing, it, it does, it, it wears on you and it's consistent and there's no getting away from it ever. Um, and a lot of disabled kiddos, they'll hit themselves or they'll hit their head on the floor or they'll do all these, you know, do movements like that. And so it's a constant watchfulness. There's no downtime with that. You know, it's not like, hey, you know what? We're going to take a break today. That doesn't happen. Having that and the, and the fears of, okay, you've got osteoporosis. Like, what if we move you wrong and your bones break? Like, what, what then? So that, um, that adds a lot of strain to your normal day. Not to mention... You know, you're managing all your IEP meetings. You have, you know, the nursing and the insurance and medical doctors and all of that. It's a part-time, full-time job. Like a you're like a logistics director on top of all the other hats that you're wearing, just for just for the care, not for your business. We're not right. talking business, right? Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Just the care of the little three grace cutie. Those are some of the things that kind of there and they're just this extra that's not in a typical family's lives. And that's something I have really noticed is the day in and day out of dealing with the IEP, the all the agencies that we work with. You know, I just tell them now, like, just call me. I'm not gonna read your email. <laughs> just just call me. I'm done. I'm done with the emails. Okay, just call. You don't want to go searching for it. You want to just like come to me because I have so many other things that I'm trying to balance. So, you know, you just explained very well the little nuances that people might not see. So like when you get that call, I don't know whether it's from the nurse or an agency or whatever that like you aren't going to have a nurse like a how many hours was your nurse covering and then b like how do you feel in that moment and what happens? in your life after that call 40 hours for that nurse and then we've got a weekend nurse she's got um, additional hours honestly okay there's two sides of it there's a little bit of relief because just think about having someone eight hours in your home i don't even want i don't even want my best friend in my house for eight right. hours like, like just like sit here and stare at the wall all by myself please and so so it was kind of a relief to like oh, I get a little bit of a break and how in the world am I going to work care for story grace and do the whole thing take the kids to practices or whatever they had the other four kids right yeah and so it's going to be a lot more on my part and maybe it is getting up at 3 30 in the morning to get things done you know so you do it a little different now. Wow. It's just essentially, it's like whatever, that's like 40 hours of your week, like is now just added on. Like you lost 40 hours of time for your, whatever else you had to do. Yeah. It, yeah. It definitely changes things up pretty seriously. Well, while we have you here, I just want to say thank you for sharing so openly about everything. And we're so grateful to have you on our podcast, especially during this week. That's important. And um, is there anything else like, you know, I have you here that you just love to share while you're with us? No, I think that's pretty great. Okay. And where, where can people find uh, Whole Story Meals? Where can they find you? How can they keep up? Yeah. WholeStoryMeals.com is our website. 
And then on Instagram, we're at Whole Story Meals as well. And then um, personally, if you want to check out our like backpacking and camping stuff, um, my Instagram at Raisem Wild, R-A-I-S-E-E-M-W-I-L-D. Um, you, that's where that's where I'm at. And you can see all our crazy adventures and <laughs> everything that goes on with us. So awesome yeah. and actually there's one more thing that i wanted to ask that i'm going to try to continue to ask moving forward is because i think it's different for everybody and i've noticed that through the process is what does advocacy mean to you oh yeah that's a great question yeah i think for me and what i'm trying to do it's standing up and sharing and making sure people are aware of maybe whatever problem we have or being there for someone and having having their side with real support and information and you know anyone that has a feeding tube and that feeds their loved one real food they have to advocate they have to stand up for their loved one and share because it's not something common but it's definitely best right and so um, that's been a real learning experience of okay, I'm going to have to fight to feed real food and I'm going to have to stand up for my loved one. And it's not the easy path, right? It's not the easiest. <laughs> it's it's got to be, it's got to be difficult, but you know, um, it's the best. And so that's why we do it. And Well, thank you for being such an advocate for Story Grace and for all the kiddos that need the care that they do and get nutrition and put some amazing food into a lot of bellies of a lot of kiddos (laughs) (laughs) and for everyone that's listening i would highly suggest going to their website and watching the video that i told you about from the beginning it's a beautiful story and you'll get to like see who we're speaking to and get to see story grace and i highly recommend it so thank you so much again for being with us autumn and we appreciate you of course my pleasure All of you caretakers never cease to amaze me, and Autumn is just another person that I am in complete awe of, so let's all just send her love and appreciation for being on this episode with us, and it is our first podcast of the month, which means that tomorrow we're coming out with another Unforgotten Families video on our YouTube channel, so if you go to the Unforgotten Families on YouTube tomorrow, you can check out the story of Vicky and Viviana. We had them on the podcast earlier episode number two but we wanted to go and kind of share their story visually and really have you see and feel what life is like for them so if you can please go to the unforgotten families on youtube subscribe and like so that we can get this information out in front of more people thank you for all you do thank you for being tough advocates and we will see you on the next episode